What is going on? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You've reached Barbecue 2 Movies. And today is January 19th, 2021. Guess what time it is? 2.20 a.m. in the morning. So it's not one of those, those um, 4 a.m. podcasts. It's 2 a.m. Not too bad. So I'm still pretty much awake. What was I doing? Uh, well, I was just reading all the headlines, headlines getting caught up on the news. Uh, touching up some photos as usual, and doing a little screenwriting on the side. I, you know, I, I tend to multitask when it's this this late at night. Uh, it's when I get most of my things done, right? Like how you always know. I always start off by saying that, making an excuse to why I'm up late. Um, so anyway, I wanted to... I You know, here, here, here's like horrible thing. I didn't even know it was MLK Day yesterday. I woke up and I said... Why isn't the stock market open? I'm checking my stocks and it's not going up. And and lo and behold, I turn on um, you know, Undisputed, and then Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are talking about um, MLK Day. I'm like, oh crap! It's Martin Luther King Day. I don't I don't even know that, you know. And if anyone takes offense to me not knowing that, I really apologize, you know, because everyone's kind of woke. You're supposed to know, you know, MLK Day and be a little woke and everything there. Then I start checking my Facebook and. I see politician after politician, you know, article after article and just saying like how we have to just, you know, harness our inner light and respect one another. I took that quote from Mitt Romney. He wants us to harness our inner light. Give me a break. Let's not be too introspective, all right? You know, these are the... (laughs) I don't want to hear it coming from a politician who... Politicians who tend to turn everything to a, you know, he said, she said, or you said, I said type of thing, or, or why don't we just make war and impeach you off of, um, you know, rhetoric, and then say, I support you, but I don't, and it, I don't want to hear it from a, from a politician, because they are the most po- you know, polarizing people out there, oh my God, you know, like, and especially Mitt Romney, you know, the guy who I actually voted for over Obama, and to be honest, let's be very honest, it wouldn't have made a difference. Obama or Mitt Romney, nah, you know. And I was, I was so that Mitt Romney was a good guy. I was so on the fact that oh, he wasn't, you know, um, too much of a liberal. And lo and behold, he was lying to us all the time that he was, he was actually blue, blue as is blue. Maybe left as Obama, and maybe lefter than Obama because Obama, you know, he and Obama probably agreed on a lot of things. So. What can I say? Well, I'm not going to go cut to a commercial really quick. I'm just going to get into the news and just get a lot of things off of my chest hair because not chest hair, my chest comma hair, H-E-R-E. I don't have chest hair. I'm Asian. (laughs) All right. But, you uh, you know, you know what really bugs me is when I go onto Facebook or Instagram and I, and I do have an Instagram account, um, and, uh, well, I have one for my company, uh, my wedding company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. And I go on there and, and I have some, um, you know, people there who I follow. And you know, everyone's just getting, does everyone have to make everything as though they have to be so introspective and, you know, uh, say something cool about life and, and sound as though they're, you know, James T. Kirk on a mission in space? I mean, I, I see these girls. You know, I won't say their name, but they're, you know, they're, some of them are my friends. They, they take a gym selfie and they'll say a quote about life is great and blah, blah, blah. And it's an, I mean, it's a gym selfie. You just want to show off your body. That's fine. You went to the gym. You don't have to like put it with a, you know, introspective thing about, you know, Martin Luther King and how you're just trying to, you know, grab a hold of your whiteness. You know, it's like, you know, you're not a racist just because you're white. Don't buy into that narrative. You know, you're, you, you are not filled with hate just because the color of your skin. You have nothing to apologize for. It's like, oh my God. I'm sorry. If you could, if you could see me right now, I'm just rubbing my forehead. I want to slap it like, uh, you know, but what can I say? And, you know, I don't like it for the fact that these same politicians that are telling me to, harness my inner light and respect one another have called me um, just yesterday or a few days ago a racist, a xenophobe, a domestic terrorist, and a problem 
that the United States has to deal with just because I voted for Donald Trump and I think election fraud actually happens. So, you know, I'm not one of those people who rioted. Why am I being grouped into that? And I, how many people actually rioted? Was it 200, maybe, maybe 50, maybe 50 who actually caused hell, right? And out of those 50, how many of them were actually mega people? You know, we still don't know that. And by the way, here's what really ticks me off a little. So I'm like, I'm like watching HBO Max. By the way, HBO Max is pretty darn cool. I didn't think HBO was cool, but HBO Max. If you don't, if you don't have it, you should get it. Um, I have Directv, and I've been a subscriber to HBO for the longest time, but I haven't watched HBO programming. You know, I just don't. You know, HBO programming for the most part, I don't, I don't care for. But HBO Max, for some reason, I do. I, I really like it. And, and I've been watching this um, cartoon called Harley Quinn, which I think is just written really great. And then there's all these DC comics inside. DC, not comics, but DC um, cartoons. And I'm pretty much addicted to cartoons, by the way. I watch Scooby-Doo, and I watch Batman. I watch um, uh, all the Superman ones. All there. And they have it all on HBO Max. But if you... You should. Um, there's some really good programs, I guess, on HBO Max that you should check out. Uh, but one thing, one thing that popped up there on HBO Max was this um, CNN breaking report on the insurrection that happened at the Capitol. I'm like, what? and I'm telling myself, what the hell? There are deep story investigative report on insurrection that happened on the Capitol. It came out. Just a week after, a week after the um, the actual event. Are you serious? There is no way in hell that you can actually create an investigative report that you know just happened after a week. It's going to take maybe you can start investigating now and come out with a report maybe you know a year from now or two years from now because because it's going to take a while to get to the bottom of all of this. You know that report itself could be inaccurate because people rushed it to rushed it to the marketplace. And then I saw another thing. I think 60 Minutes, um, I think right after the playoffs, they had their own thing about the insurrection. Oh, the hidden story behind the insurrection. How can you tell what the hell is the story behind the insurrection? There is no way you can get the full story. I mean, you have to interview a lot of people and everything like that. And, and, I, and you, know, you know what? When you watch these things, of course, what are they doing? You know, chopping up you know President Trump's you know in uh, I guess speech over there on January sixth, and editing very selective editing to show that you know Trump supporters are just white supremacists and and just crazy people. They all believe in conspiracy theories and everything, and no doubt there are fact you know fractions of people who do, but not the majority, not the majority. Well, what can I say? We're supposed to harness our inner light. Respect one another, and here they are. Here they go, coming out with this report that just any that alienates, you know, seventy-five million actual voters. <laughs> and what's with all? Here, here's what I don't get. In D.C., every single state has sent the, uh, I guess, the National Guard there. There are so many troops over there in D.C. It's more than we actually have currently deployed in the Middle East for war, and. Who are who do they plan to fight? I mean, really, who do they plan to fight? And on top of that, a lot of these soldiers they found out that well, a lot of them may be white males, and white males, for some reason, they support President Trump because they may be white supremacists. So they had to do a litmus test out there and ask these soldiers to actually, um, you know, pledge their allegiance to to their to, to protect them. As though they wouldn't do their job because they were scared that the the um, the national guards may actually perform their own insurrection out there. And there is a conspiracy theory which may be true. I have no idea. I think it's false. You know, to be on the record there, but they were fearing that there may be an uprising with the national guard to maybe attack Congress. You know. <laughs> It may happen. It actually may happen because, I, you know, I have a lot of friends who are in the military. That's not the National Guard, by the way. But I have a lot of friends in, in, in the National Guard who, are, who, who voted for Trump. They said, how in the world did the military ever go toward Biden? I have a lot of friends who are, who are in the military, and they're saying, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Everyone who's, mostly everyone who's in the military voted for President Trump. Now, again, by far majority, they, they think that happened. But 
according to the polls, 80% of the military went to Joe Biden. 80% of the absentee ballots um, in the swing states went to Joe Biden. Do you believe that? I don't. I really, really don't. By the way, those absentee ballots, when they receive them, they have to be translated to, uh, to, to um, be scanned into the voting machine. That means when they're scanned, I mean, that means when they're translated, there should be a Republican and a Democrat there. When that envelope, that envelope opens, they have to say, well, that person voted for Joe Biden or that person votes for um, Donald Trump. They mark it and they scan it right there. By the way, our observers were not present during the opening. Makes you scratch your head, right? Hmm. I don't know, man. I really don't know. You know, I'm still... Sorry if I'm just going off on a tangent here before I read the news here. It still really upsets me. And I, I tell everyone this. I just got off the phone with... Uh, not Well, not just recently. I got off the phone today with one of my um, friends who's a, another... Uh, uh, a person who's in the entertainment industry, a really, really great screenwriter. And we were talking about um, why, why is, uh, I guess, why could not, why did these, um, I guess here, I'm trying to explain this. Why did the judges not allow President Trump and his staff or his lawyers to present a case to, to, the, to the courts? It didn't make any sense to me because here in America, and we all know this, and that's why we're very careful. You can get sued for anything. You can literally get taken to court for anything. For example, if I don't perform my businesses that well or I rip off my couples, I'm off the small, um, you know, small claims court. They can actually sue me for that, even if there's no case. And I've gotten threats by you know, couples who said, oh, I, I want my refund back because they're just bridezillas and bad customers. And they say, if you don't give me my, um, this X amount of dollars, you know, X amount of dollars back, I'm going to sue you and take you to small claims court. Of course, I have my own list of friends and former clients who are, who are actually big time lawyers. And they'll say, Steve, if you have to, have to go to small claims court or anything, we're there to protect you. So I told them, yeah, go ahead because I delivered my part of the bargain really, really well. And if you want to take me to court, I'll fight you. You know, but they were using that as a form of intimidation. And you know what? They have a point. They can take me to court for no reason whatsoever. No reason whatsoever. We watch people's court, right, on TV. All those claims, you can take it to court. You got a problem with this, take it to court. But why, you know, why couldn't Trump take his claim to court? If you can sue McDonald's for your coffee being too hot, you should be able to sue for your votes being fraudulent, right? It kind of makes sense. But for some reason, every single lawyer turned it down and said, well, you know, there just wasn't enough, you know, evidence. Okay, fine. But we have evidence. Why can't we discuss it? Why can't we cross-examine it? And here's the problem. And here, here's a really big problem. You know, because we weren't able to cross-examine this evidence, now there will, there will forever be, um, I guess, a storyline that could be painted as though this evidence that we have here is, you know, A, either really all true or B, all fraudulent. In court, that could be argued. Or do these Dominion servers, do they actually weight votes? If it was in court, if it happened to be in court, then Dominion would show up and say, hey, you know what? Here's our algorithm. Here's this and everything. Here's our data science. And here's, here's all of our defense right here. And then on the other side, they say, here's, here's our case. And here's why we think it's weighted and everything, blah, blah, blah. And we get to hear both sides. And then maybe a jury would get to decide, well, Let's let's why don't we um, argue this? I'm watching the playoffs the other day, right? And I'm watching I'm watching these uh I'm watching the which game was that? I think it was the the Browns game or was it no? It was the no it it was it was actually um was it the Browns game? Yeah yeah it was, it was the Browns game. So Kansas City or uh, the Brown the Browns player um, Higgins I believe he was a receiver and he was running toward the end zone and he dove for the end zone. And right on the inch yard line, the Kansas City safety leaped toward him, lunged toward him, and used his helmet. And there was a helmet-to-helmet contact right then and there. But no flag was thrown whatsoever. Now, you can't, apparently, you can't review that play, even though everyone agreed that should have been a foul. But because 
No flag was thrown. There was no foul. Even though everyone could see it, but it couldn't get reviewed. It's the same thing. It felt like the same thing like for the election fraud. Everyone can see it, but it can't get reviewed. No matter what, how hard we try, you can't get it reviewed. We, you just have to take the loss. You have to take it on your chin. And that's what happened to the Browns. They got a touchback when it should have been you know, a, a personal foul. And, and they should have had the ball right there on the inch yard line. The Browns should have had the ball right there on the inch yard line, and they would have scored a touchdown. And if they would have scored that touchdown, they would have won the football game. It actually affected, because there was no review, it affected the outcome of the playoffs. And the Browns could have went, went marching over into the Bills to be, to be fighting for a, a, a chance to play in the Super Bowl. Same thing that happened to our, our election. Things need to be reviewed. Why can't we have instant replay for voting? You know? Why can't one judge, you know, just say, okay, fine. Or the, or the Supreme Court say, okay, okay, let's take a look at the evidence. Because if we take a look at the evidence, we can prove for a fact that all of this evidence is a bunch of baloney. And if they took this to court and they came out and said, hey, you know, all of your, all of your testimony, we have, that person's a compulsive liar. That person has, is not credible. And this person went, is actually not, he's actually not even a Republican and all that things, right? Or, he, or he's getting paid off by so-and-so like that. And you have to go every single down, every, down with every single witness, discredit all of them. I want to hear it. Right? Oh, this guy, this data science, well, he's getting money and he paid money to the Republicans before. So, he, you know, he's, he's kind of sketchy and all that. You know, this guy has an agenda because he's actually part of a super PAC. Let's hear it. Let's hear their bias. If they are actually have a bias and they're, and they're pushing false information, let's hear it. But they don't even want that conversation. Doesn't that piss you off? Look at that. 16 minutes into this podcast, I didn't even cut the commercials. I'm on a roll. But anyway, I better cut the commercial because I'm, I'm on a roll and I want to continue to be on this roll here. And uh, I'll get back and we'll start talking more news, but I got to get paid. I got to make my two cents. So anyway, I'm going to cut the commercials. I'll be right back, guys. Okay, I'm back. Hope you're back. I'm still on that roll. So uh, next topic whatsoever here. So let's go down this topic here. Hmm. Joe Biden, his plans right now. You know, I kept saying, "Hey, I want to give, I want to give Joe a chance." Um, you know, he's going to become the president of the United States. Uh, and I, I just said, "Okay, fine," and he will be my president of the United States. I'm not going to go down that road and say he's not my president, even if I know he was he was fraudulently elected. He's still our president. Now the question is, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do about it? How are we going to survive? What are his plans? Well, why don't we just go over his plans really quick? Like, here's what I learned just recently. You remember that XL pipeline that one that runs from Canada down to America that that would, I think will head down all the way down to Louisiana and it'll provide so many tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of great high-paying union jobs that all the oil companies want, and it is just one of the you know, hundreds of, you know, you know um, I guess, the pipelines that, that head down and just cross the United States, right? One of them. Well, because it's the most popular and the most controversial and the one associated with Donald Trump, well, Joe Biden plans to nix that, to 86 that whole thing the day he gets into um, office. And Bernie Sanders is out there, you know, celebrating. He says, oh, this is a win for climate change. Oh, my God. It will not affect the climate. Why don't they attack, if they're really, if they really worried about CO2, if they really worried about CO2, why don't they cut back on useless travel, right? And, of course, they're going to travel. The Democrats travel. The Republicans travel. You know, they, they hop on private planes and everything like that. Why don't they get... Why don't they crack down on China? Why doesn't Why doesn't Joe Biden want to crack down on China? Why does Why does Bernie not want to crack down on China? No, he doesn't. Bernie Sanders is, is as much of a politician as Joe Biden is. 
he has a little bit more morals because he believes in his own own set of like you know standards but he's still a politician at the end he's still out there to play politics make no mistake so on top of that they want us get <laughs> Joe Biden wants us to get back into the nuclear arms deal with um uh with Iran so I'm not sure how that's going to look because we already gave them the money they already already violated all of their quote unquote you know restrictions or or all of their you know policies out there they've been violating it left and right so what does it mean to get back into a nuclear deal with them to give them more money with a promise of them of with a promise that Iran will self check their nuclear capabilities <laughs> he's such an idiot and on top of that he said that well, things are going to get back to normal with China. And China also said that they expect um, normalization with China and the U.S. To think, for things to get back to how they used to be. Just how was, it, how was it before? Well, China produced most of our aspirin, most of our Advil or Tylenol over there. They produced a lot of our drugs, right? And then on top of that, they um, stole internet um, intellectual properties from us. And on top of that, they... Um, they they stole everything actually, not just you know technology things, but even movies. Like China's out there pirating movies left and right, and they also stole our manufacturing jobs out there. And they literally took you know in order to to manufacture things um, in China, you have to give them that patent. You have to give them the use of that patent. And I have a friend um, who actually went to the actually the manufacturer of, of one of these widgets where the, I won't I won't use his name but he works over in the swap meet and uh, and he wanted to sell one of these widgets that um, and then he went over he flew over to China found the manu- manufacturers there and uh, he got them to manufacture the same widget and he paid them a little more and they, and they put their name on top they put his company's name on top of there so they allowed him to violate that trademark, and then he came back to Hawaii and soda that swamp meat. This happens all the time. The, most of the things, by the way, that you find on Amazon, a lot of them are Chinese knockoffs. Just to let you know, I, I mean, I buy bike jerseys all the time because uh, I'm a road biker, and usually the road bikes um, stuff costs maybe about two hundred dollars for like, a jersey and a bib. The bib is the bottom part, and. Uh, on, on Amazon, you can find the same thing, which is a Chinese knockoff for about 20 bucks. And it's a complete knockoff. But this is what happens. That's normal for China. <laughs> on top of that, by the way, you know, fast forwarding to the next topic, topic here, Joe Biden wants to legalize the millions of illegal immigrants here in America. So what does that mean? And this is kind of weird, okay? Because at the same time, he wants to bump up the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So this is where it gets really, really weird because there's going to be a pretzel here. So all of these illegal immigrants here who are working under the table and they're getting paid pennies on the dollar. They're getting paid. I mean, it's really like slave labor out there, which is horrible. And by the way, they're getting abused, most of them, by Hollywood Democrats. You know, these Hollywood Democrats, and I've been to, I've been to, to their houses, they have these Mexican... Um, nannies, these Mexican um, waiter, uh, maids and everything, uh, staff, have a lot of them there. And, um, you know, a lot of them don't even speak a lick of English or it's very bad. And these really rich celebrities are paying them pennies. You know, they get a place to stay, but they're really just paying them pennies. <laughs> now, they have to be paid minimum $15 an hour. Isn't that funny? And especially if they if they're made into legal immigrants. Before, they could threaten them before and say, hey, you're illegal, we can kick you out, right? I'm going to report you to, to the, the INS or something like that. Not, not anymore. I'm going to report you to ICE. No, not anymore. Now they got to pay them 15. I'm not sure if those, you know, those rich liberals over there in California will like that. But here's the thing. Why are they doing that? Well, my suspicion is that um, they turned a lot of these liberal um, liberal cities into sanctuary cities, and they just pushed as many illegal immigrants as they could into there. And this is what happened. You know, you saw San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City, um, you know, Boston, all these areas. They're just filled with 
um, illegal immigrants. Now, what do you do? Now, what do you do after that? Well, once you legalize them, now you, you take your census report, and because your population all of a sudden has a boost, now you can say, well, we need more senators here, we need more electoral votes here, and it'll be very, it'll be much easier for them to get to two seventy, even more so not more so later than now, because even though it's very easy for them to get to two seventy now, but now when they have California, they'll get way more electoral votes when they have Seattle. I mean, you have you have Seattle, you have Boston, you have all these other cities right there, those liberal cities, and in the states that they're in, they'll get more electoral votes. They don't need to campaign across America anymore, right? Over there in sanctuary city Philadelphia, it'd be very easy. And then those those people who got their um, their immigration status changed because of Joe Biden, well, of course they're going to vote for him, and all of a sudden now you have you know, 11 million more votes just because you legalized them. It's not right. I have friends who are still waiting um, and fighting in court for their, you know, immigration, for their citizenship right now. They're doing it the regular way. It's a tough process. I'm not sure what's going to happen here. I'm really not sure. So on top of that, he also wants to raise taxes on corporations and businesses. And then he wants to create more regulations on businesses too. So, it's going to be tough. It's not looking good, people. It's really not. And um, it looks as though gas is going to go up to another $5 an hour. I mean, five, $5 a gallon. Um, it's going to be expensive to live. And if we're going to be paying for people's college tuitions and everything so forth, where he wants to put that for, you know, we're going to see hyperinflation. We may already see hyperinflation because of the trillions of dollars we're putting in there because of, of COVID. <laughs> it's pretty scary, people. It's really scary. It doesn't look good. What I'm kind of curious is that, you know, Joe Biden, he's never run a business before, neither has Kamala. I mean, it's it's so bad is that it's the reason why he went to Tony Bobulinski. Remember that guy? He actually hired to create the corporate structure for all of his deals that, that, that they were going to do with China because Hunter Biden wasn't that skilled either. And... um that that's what happened. Like so, he if he doesn't know how to create the corporate structure, the simple corporate structure that could be used to you know funnel money here and pay off this and all those different types of things, and he's not that smart. How is he smart enough to to make America more business friendly? I have no idea. He's not. That's the answer. That he's not. Hmm. I woke up today, too, and I saw my local newspaper. It said, um, this year's inaugural theme is America United, and it aims to restore the soul of America, bring the country together, and create a path to a brighter future. You know, I, <laughs> when was the country so bad? You know, when was the soul of America ever broken? I don't think it was ever broken. Under President Trump, we were all richer. You know, stocks were going up. It was so easy to do business. Unemployment was just plunging down. I mean, here in Hawaii, it was breaking under 1%. It was tough. Like, wages had to naturally go up. Wages, at some McDonald's, it reached almost $15 an hour because it was really hard to find workers to work at McDonald's. And that's how it should be. You know, the wages should go up naturally because of supply and demand. Not because you're forcing it up. So business were, businesses were booming. Housing ownership for all races, including minorities, it were up. They were all at an all-time high. America was respected throughout the world. This narrative that we were not respected, that's the total BS. You know, we were not getting taken advantage of. And because we, we could not be taken advantage of, we were being respected more. They feared us. We had countries paying their fair share into NATO. That never happened. You know, they said that before Trump, it was respected more. No, they took advantage of us. They thought we were stupid. They had no respect for our country or our, ta or our taxpayers. They just said, oh, don't worry. You know, America is going to pay for everything. We don't have to put one cent into NATO. That's not respect, people. To the Democrats, that's respect. Because, of course, yeah, you're going to get your ass kissed. Oh, because you're, you're paying for everything. But that's not respect. 
You know, when you go out there and you're, you're with your friends, and imagine that you're out there with your friends and you're out there working your ass off at a, at a job, and every single time you go out, they make you pay for the bill. You go out and you got to front $200, $300 every single year for 20, 30 years. You think they're respecting you? And you know, I don't get their logic. Do you get their logic? It's, it's stupid. So in 2020, here's what happened, right? The Democrats used COVID and George Floyd to destroy America. That's what they did. And they did this on purpose, right? You know, they used the lockdowns, which basically, did, you know, they basically destroyed, you know, businesses, small businesses. We'll get into that too. I'll, I'll get into that right after this. And they used riots to destroy America. They used the riots fueled by, you know, this false narrative of white supremacy and that cops are actually white supremacists. You know, and so forth, which is totally baloney, by the way. Now, for those of you who live in other countries and all that, just to let you know, here in America, we don't have a federal police force. Like, for example, the President Trump is not responsible for all of the police, the, the entire police force across America. Every single, every single um, police station is, you know, operates pretty much on its own within that that precinct and then within that county they operate all those little small police stations so some precincts they have their own you know little little um i guess they operate a little separate than another one they have their own little kind of like fraternity and everything but then under the under that you have the county that is uh responsible for their for their um actual uh, i guess police work okay so one precinct actually could be you know, they could they could actually be very racist versus another precinct which is under a county, and that has happened before. They'll say, "Oh, you know," I mean, they'll say, "We have to fix this one precinct because you know the cops in there are not good," you know, and it could be very much racist, right? But it doesn't mean that county is actually racist at all. So they would have to fix things on a micro level, not on a federal level, which is the whole United States. Now, here here in America. For example, we have the Honolulu Police Department, which operates also independently from the New York Police Department, right? It's a different, and then that's the New York Police Department, the state, New York State Police Department. So the New York State, for example, if someone works as a police officer there, they can't come over to Honolulu and think that they're, just because they're a cop in New York, they could be a cop here in Honolulu. In many cases, they'll have to, you know, undergo police school again. And, and go to their own police school and, and go through the academy and then graduate again and then work their way up the ranks. And in, and in some places, you don't. You know, so it really depends. But every police force operates independently from each other. There is no one system, okay? So to say things that all cops are systemically racist, it's impossible to happen because they're not under one system. All right, it's impossible. They don't. There's not, there's not. There's no rule. They're you know they're not governed by one rule. They all have different rules. They all have even different techniques on how to handle, on on hand on how to handle like um like a like something similar to what George Floyd did. In George Floyd, Minneapolis, you know, putting putting the knee on top of the neck. That's standard protocol over there in Minneapolis. Here in Hawaii, it's not. In fact, it's frowned upon. See how different it is. And in fact, in that precinct over there, that's how they do it. In that one precinct in Minneapolis. But in Minnesota, most most of the cop most most of the, the, the counties there don't do it that way. So we can't take that one rule of what happened to George Floyd and then apply it to all of the cops. And then on top of that, let's not forget George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe while he was sitting in the SUV. That's a big thing right there. So, I don't know. Anyway, you know, they use George Floyd to, you know, to push this false narrative that America still suffers through apartheid. Like, where, where the hell did that come from? It was never black versus white. I don't even know how it's possible to be a racist in America these days. I mean, 
there, there is racism, you know, flat out. And I think the racism right now is happening more toward whites, Caucasians, than there are blacks. I mean, when I keep saying, hearing the say, well, when you say that whites are born with privilege and they're born and, and they're automatically born, you know, to think that they're better than everyone else, that in itself is a prejudice because you, you are actually prejudging someone. And then on top of it, you're, you're prejudging someone based on their co- the color of their skin. And this prejudice is a very evil prejudice. You know, it, you're basically saying they're filled with hate because they're white. And because, because of that, you know, you deserve some type of reparations. I'll tell you a funny story. So I know this person. And this person was, uh, they're white. They're completely woke. So they tell me, you know, they get, in, they get into an argument with me, which is kind of like, ugh, I don't think they're a friend of mine anymore. But they, t- they ask me, Steve, how much money have you given to black people lately? I said, what? How, they said, how much money have you given to black people? You know, you saw George Floyd and you're not giving any money to any black person out there. I said, what, are you, what the hell are you talking about? So this person goes, well, I went over to Costco the other day. I saw this black man. And I went up to him. I gave him $20. He didn't want to take my money. I pushed the $20 in his face. I said, take it, you're black. Right? I said, whoa. And he goes, I had to give it to him. I'm black because he's black. He's poor. I said, whoa, what? That's racist. How do you know? And then, just, and then she, she tells me, he said he was a doctor. I don't believe them. He's a poor. Black people are poor. So I gave him the twenty dollars. He didn't want to take my money. I said he, he could have well been a doctor. You gave a rich doctor, maybe a surgeon, twenenty dollars. You're the unemployed person. You don't have twenty dollars to give. You're the unemployed white person, and you're giving the rich doctor twenty bucks. And you're and I told her you're completely racist because you thought you thought he was poor because he was black. And she said, of course he's probably poor. I said, wow. And here's the thing, you know, some of these liberals don't even know that they're racist. How can you, it's like, oh my God, you know, you can't determine a person's wealth status by the color of their skin, you know? Oh, this is, this is what, this is what we're, we're looking at. You know, liberalism, liberalism, oh, it's a mental disorder. What can I say? Jeez. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent today, people. I don't know what the hell is going on. You know, you know, liberalism, it's no longer associated with free speech at all. You know, we should stop calling liberals liberal. You know, li- liberalism is all about free speech, free freedom of thought. But they want to shut down parlor. They want to shut down this. They want to say, no, free, you, know, you know, you can't speak freely if you speak hate if you speak hate speech, and hate speech means something that makes them angry. So if they hate your speech, then that's hate speech. So you can't speak it. But they're liberals. We keep calling them liberals, and they keep believing they're liberals. They're not even liberal. We, I mean, we are true liberals. The conservatives are true liberals, right? Freedom of speech. We don't care. You know, but we have to, you know, they force their thoughts. We, you know, we're the ones... Yeah, we're, we're out there. I mean, t- here's the truth, right? When it comes to transgenderism, this is, oh, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're like, um, we, we like hate transgenders. No, we don't really hate transgenders. I don't hate transgenders. I just don't think it's fair to have like a transgender girl who's a male competing in women's sports. There's a reason why we called it women's sports. Even Bruce Jenner, she told this funny story about when she became, uh, not Bruce, she became Caitlyn Jenner, right? And on the celebrity golf tour, all of a sudden, she got to, you know, golf with the women. And she was killing it. She was becoming, she was like driving them the ball further than the pro women golfers because she's actually Bruce Jenner. You know, Caitlyn Jenner is still a dude. And Caitlyn Jenner didn't get the full surgery underneath there. So Caitlyn Jenner still has testosterone in her, still has muscle. And she's driving that golf ball. And then Caitlyn Jenner said, yeah, like, I don't think it's really fair. Because um, I was really dominating out there on the golf course. Of course you were. You know, Bruce Jenner is a great athlete. Caitlyn Jenner is a great athlete. Caitlyn Jenner could probably, you know, out-arm wrestle me right now. <laughs> you know? Oh, boy. 
Moving on. Let's move on. Next subject. Next subject. So there's a guy here. His name is, uh, hold on a second, John Sullivan. He kind of has the, let me try to describe him. Like a, John Sullivan, he kind of has that Patrick Mahomes fro going on, kind of like buzzed on the side short, like curly hair on the top, you know. So guess what? He was over there at the January 6th riots. Comes to be, this guy's part of Antifa. He is actually part of Antifa. But the media is out there saying, oh, it's only one person. When have you ever known for one person from Antifa to show up alone? Never. There's usually a lot more. It's almost like that time where, well, just recently, there was one lady in, um, one lady in Texas who was arrested for voter fraud, for, for ballot harvesting. And she's right there. This is through Project Veritas. She was bragging about it, that she actually had flipped 7,000 votes in favor of, re, of a Republican. She was working for a Republican. And she showed exactly how she did it. Ballot chasing and everything, you know, bribing people and doing all of these different types of things. And she said, oh, yeah, it's completely illegal. And Trump is 100% right because all of the candidates do this. And she's been doing this for both Democrat and Republican and everything. Is it just her and the entire United States, 320 million people that does this? No. Somebody trained her on how to do this. And she has friends also um, who also ran, I think some of them ran like, you know, um, graveyards and had dead people voting. They know how to do all of these things. And they said they don't care, Republican, Democrat, whoever whoever gets them. But though each one person, they said she can flip between 7,000 and 10,000 votes. And it's all done through mail-in balloting. And she said, it's, it's never widespread, but it's, it's always targeted. The same, thing that, the same thing that I always said. And she said, oh, yeah, you get enough people to, you know, 10 people can get 100,000, 200,000 votes. You know, she got one person, she, she herself does 7,000 to 10,000 votes that are switched. 10 people can get 100,000 votes. That's what she said. Easily. So when we look over in Pennsylvania, you know, they needed 600,000 votes. You know, they just had to have a group of like 15 people. That's all they had to do. And I bet they had that. And what did she say? In order to do this, in order for voter fraud to happen very easily, they have to do one thing, mail, two things. Mail-in balloting has to happen and it has to ha- mail-in balloting has to happen early. The earlier they are, the earlier they vote, the more than likely they can switch their votes. So, we know voter fraud happened. <laughs> what do you know? But here, here's something really funny. Okay, we're going we're gonna to move over to another subject here. Um, you remember the, the, Lincoln, the Lincoln Project? These are those uh, very high moral grounded um, Republicans who are just completely anti-Trump. Uh, Kellyanne Conway, George Conway, he's a co-founder of this. Well... <laughs> just happened to be they had to disclose all of the, where all their money went. And apparently, the group funneled over $10 million to their own communication firms, communication and consulting firms. So basically, they fundraised from everyone else and paid themselves, <laughs> paid themselves to um, create anti-Trump campaign, campaign ads. How do you like that? How do you like that? And get this, these guys are so um, high, high and mighty. Uh, John Weaver, the co-founder, he admitted to sending sexually inappropriate messages to young men. So this is the Republicans, they're true Republicans, what we like to call the swamp, going after Donald Trump, funneling money from their own pack into their own pockets, and then the co-founder you know, sending sexual text, basically pulling an Anthony Weiner, but even more so, he's doing it to young men, so he's gay, right? And nothing wrong with being gay, but conservatives, they advertise themselves, the true conservatives or the true Republicans, they advertise themselves as being good fatherly men, good, good husbands. That's what he did. That's what John Weaver did. Just comes to be that guy's gay, cheating on his wife, right? Letting down his family, what a good guy he is. 
Hmm. What a bastard. What a bastard. And that's why, again, you know, Trump did it the best he could. And there may be still more left in the tank for 2024. But what we got was great. What we got. Could you imagine this, though? If we didn't get Trump, we would have Hillary. And where would we be then? <laughs> so here's some other, other news. So you remember that uh, Adelis Jim? If you remember, uh, he, he appeared on Fox News. Uh, he, he would appear on Tucker every now and then. And uh, Adelis Jim was that gym over in uh, New Jersey that stayed open. And um, there, not one case of COVID happened in his gym. But New Jersey kept him close. Now, he had to pay the bills. He, had to, he, he didn't qualify for any type of pandemic help or any type of thing. And he had to pay his rent still yet. So he got people out there. He, he made it in his gym. With, you know, people could come there with masks, exercise outside in the parking lot, and they still made money. But guess what? The, and the New Jersey government tried to shut him down every single way, but he got lawyers and he was still operating. Well, the New Jersey government just seized, seized $165,000 directly from his bank just recently, just on January 14th. How do you like that? So they went in there and took that money with no due process. They just took the money. And what, were the, what was the reason? His crime of remaining open. So the crime of trying to make a living for himself. They took his money without any due process. So he wasn't even allowed to raise a hand. Not even allowed. And he's trying to go to court. Not No, the judge is not letting him. Where are we seeing this? He's saying, wait a minute, they just can't go in there. I can object. Nope, the court is saying no. Absolutely not, you can't. The governor has ruled. The emperor has ruled. He can take your money. He can go into your bank account. Because... You're trying to remain open in America, trying to make a living. You can't argue that. I'm not even going to let you argue that. What is this country coming to? You know, if Trump was president, he wouldn't let this thing happen. Biden will. You know, this is Biden's America right now. How do you like that? How do you like that? Well, anyway, people, it's about 30 minutes in. Let's see if I have any other news to share with you. Um, let me see. I'm just looking, looking, looking. I am just looking. <laughs> you know what I was looking at? I was I was looking at Kamala Harris's uh, background, and uh, yeah, she she was dating that guy Willie Brown. Willie Brown, he has a lot of women, man. I mean. He has this other like really nice looking looking blonde women. He likes his white women right now. So the story is that Kamala Harris was, um, and it's not a false story. Kamala Harris was um, dating Willie Brown um, when she was twenty nine, and she was like he was like thirty one years her senior, and um, she was dating him for two years, and she was seen on his arm all the time, even though he was married, by the way. And um, so, yeah, like a. Uh, he got her like into all of these, you know, nooks and crannies in the government, in the government, um, I guess, offices, and she became, I think, the a district attorney over there, and uh, and then he did break up with her, but they still kept in touch because there's something about Willie Br Willie Brown, and then he had a he had a baby with his uh, campaign staffer, all this time, and he's also dating a very young girl right now. I mean, I mean, yeah, I think this guy's eighty something, and he's dating a girl maybe in her twenties right now. I mean, this guy. This guy is good. And this, this Willie Brown, he he has a. <laughs> I guess he's the real slick Willie. <laughs> like I mean, he is he is really good. Um, uh, you know, geez, I, I I have no idea. I want to know what makes this this guy tick. But here's the thing, he's still married to his wife, and uh, he's still a celebrated Democrat. <laughs> Could you imagine if? Trump cheated on Melania like this, right? I mean, they went after Trump for supposed affairs, right? And supposed like um, you know consensual affairs. Even if, even if um, uh, I guess Stormy Daniels and this other one, I think Karen McDougal, they were they were real. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it because they were consensual. 
<laughs> but here they have Willie Brown. It's all consensual. It's right there out, out in the open, and they don't care. Again, morals, <laughs> Democrats and morals, it, I think they care more about allegiance than, than morals, right? What can I say? All right, everyone, I'm going to end it here. It was great talking to you folks. Uh, you know, I was supposed to talk about um, President Trump's uh, personality type. I keep saying that. I want to get into that. I think I'll get into that tomorrow. I'm sorry I couldn't do it today, but I promise I'll get into it tomorrow because it's some pretty good things here. You know, I, I just hate that the media keeps trying to, like, drag him over the coals, rake him over the coals, or whatever you want to say, and tell, tell us all that he's a bad guy. And you just have to remember this. You can tell a character a lot of, you can tell a lot about the character of a person by just looking at their children. If their children come out really, really good, that means that those parents are doing something good. They're doing something right. If their kids turn out really, really good and they're very wealthy at the same time, that means their parents are doing something really good because usually wealthy kids are just spoiled little brats who don't want to work at all. And we, out, we have over here the Trumps, the kids, they're out there campaigning for the father, you know, being really good businessmen, really being very good ethical people, um, you know, just being A-plus people, you know, just really, you know, you know if you want to say this, you know, Melania Trump, Ivanka, everyone associated with the Trumps, we'll say everyone, it's really an American you should try to aspire to be in a way. They have some really great qualities about them. Now, they say that young girls should aspire to be more like Kamala Harris. I want to know, if you look at Kamala Harris's you know, backstory, it's really nothing. She literally slept her way to the top. And she, she hasn't really accomplished much. And she lied a lot. And if you take a look at you know, Mike Pence, the other VP, like he didn't do that. You look at Michelle, you know, you look at Michelle Obama, you know, she didn't do that. Why is Kamala Harris, you know, she's supposed to be the role model for young, young women. That's, that's not a good narrative right there. I mean, I, I would like to know why. I, I can't figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to end it here. I keep saying that and I will talk to you folks tomorrow um, I think uh, hopefully I didn't bore you to death, and uh, but I will see you tomorrow, guys. Later.